I am your host, Meet. Today, I got my guest stopping by the stoop today, Deja Monet. How are you today? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing just fine. I mean, it's a little weird. It's May, what, 8th, right? Yeah. And we got flurries in Pittsburgh. It's crazy, yeah. That's crazy, but it's Pittsburgh, period. <laughs> Honestly, we're. I feel like we've become like the Seattle of the East. It's just like, never know, never know what our weather is going to be like. Bro, we can have all four seasons in, like, one week. Honestly, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's stupid, man. Like, I'm ready to move out of this, you know, red phase that we're in, go outside, like. Yes. Honestly, if it's snowing out, I'm cool with staying inside. Yeah, (laughs) get all set, like, you know. (laughs) Right? It's, uh, it's honestly, like, kind of just giving me an excuse to kind of be lazy, honestly. Yes, this whole quarantine is giving me an excuse to be lazy, like, waking up, not seeing daylight for days, like, it's crazy. Right. Um, Before we get into your music and a little bit about who you are and um, how that affects your music, um, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience just a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I was, well, I am born and raised here in Pittsburgh, I'm 21 years old. Um, I'm a singer and songwriter. Um, I don't really like to be boxed into genres, but you know, I'm cognizant that I am an R&B artist, but I plan to venture out pretty much. Um, I went to Kappa High School Creative and Performing Arts. Um, I'm currently at Point Park as an entertainment management major. Mm -hmm. I'm just living life, man, living life. Awesome. So how's, how'd your uh, semester finish up? Whew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the best, but it's something. Actually, you know what? Actually, we did pass, where the pass fell, pass no credit, something like that. So in that regard, I did yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> in hey. the other regard, I did terrible. <laughs> Hey, that's fine. The universities gave us the pass-fail option for a reason, right? Yes, thank God. (laughs) We didn't sign up to, if I would have known my classes would have been online, I would have signed up for online classes. Exactly. And personally, like, I can't really do online. I tried to take one, I think, like, a semester ago. Mm -hmm. I instantly dropped it because it's just not for me. Yeah, I mean... That's uh so one of my majors is uh, education and um I think what we're really seeing through this whole thing is that online education is not there yet. Um that brick and mortar is still like our home base and obviously needs a lot of attention. Right. Um I think you know this whole pandemic situation has kind of shown us our vulnerabilities and given us, you know, a chance to think of solutions as we prepare to come back from it. For sure. I definitely think the system of, I guess, being on or going through technology or like taking classes or even with artists that are performing on these lives, et cetera, you know, it shows you how weak 
the system is or yeah. let's say weak, but like you said, vulnerable, we could use that one. Vulnerable. Yeah. And also too, I mean, I feel like it's forced people to become even more creative than they already are in some right. aspects. I mean, Travis Scott doing, um, I don't know if you saw him do the concert via Fortnite, but like, I heard about it though. Yeah, like, it was incredible. Like, it was, I mean, like, obviously, it's not like, you know, it's nothing like going to a real concert, but, like, just to see, like, how, like, they took a video game and then were able to, like, somehow turn it in from, like, its normal form into a a virtual platform to hold a concert. And then, you know, it's on, you know, on Xbox and PlayStation, so it's, like, you have people connecting from all over the world, (laughs) To listen. You can't do that necessarily on that, I guess, that many people all mm-hmm. at once. Like, all of those people can't come to a Travis Scott concert right. all at once. So, that's really good. Right. Like, it, it's, I wonder, I wonder what the attend like, if they have an attendance record for that. Because I, I would love to know how many people tuned in. Because I feel like that had to be, that had to get, like, ratings up close to, you know, like, major sporting events, like, yeah, that we, yeah, you know, I mean, that people get millions. into. What's that? I said it had to be millions. Oh, easily, I feel like easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's dive into a little bit about um what inspired you to pursue music. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Like, what? Well, honestly, I'm a big Beyonce fan. Okay. So I grew up trying to copy her, doing all the dance moves. Like, I'm a diehard Beyonce fan. So I want to say she inspired me first. Um, But I can also say that it was, like, community. Whenever I met another community of artists, it just inspired me to to step into it more, should I say? Yeah. No, absolutely. So Beyonce, definitely a big influence on your music then. Um, what other artists have like you grown up like accustomed to listening to um, that have played a factor and where you're trying to put like your sound at? Um, so I've been told that I sound a little bit older or I guess a little bit more old school as far as my music. Um, mm-hmm. I think that comes from my mom just playing all the old school stuff. Like she played Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. She played that job. <laughs> Um, uh, she was a big Monica fan. Okay. And the, pretty much all the nineties R and B artists, my mom listened to. So okay. that really had a big effect on me. So, and my writing too. Yeah. Now, when did you start writing? Um, hmm, writing songs? Ooh, probably sixth grade, I want to say. Six. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Damn. actually like put anything out in, for a while until after that. But I always wrote like narratives and poems. So mm-hmm. one day, it's like I don't know. Let me sing this, and I guess you saw that my first song. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember you telling me a little bit before the interview um, about the experience you had with your preacher growing up at what mm-hmm. age seven? Yep, seven. Yeah. Why don't you uh, speak a, a little bit about that for the audience? Okay. So uh, my mom took me to church on, I think it was like a late Thursday night. And this preacher, and I guess you'd call him a singer performer. Uh, his name is Micah Stampley. 
and he was the guest preacher there. I was like half sleep in the back, and he literally calls me up. He points at me through like the whole church, tells me to come up there, and he's just telling me how I'm gonna be this big singer, how um, I need to stay on the right track, and this is the impact that you're gonna have. Pretty much, you know, mapping out my life as a singer. Right. Um, and that was the start of it. And after that, my mom just started putting me in anything, music. So um, I went to the alumni theater company. I was there for six years. And then I went to One Hood and I did their programs and Kronk and a lot more. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that's just how I got into it. Just because, you know, he just told me. And after a while... I mean, at first, it was because, like, okay, well, he says this is going to be my life, so maybe I should step into that. But I actually right. really started to fall in love with the crafts. Yeah. Now, how, do, how does somebody at the age of seven handle the news that they're going <laughs> to become this, you know, this, this everything that they want, basically? How, 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 do you, how do you handle that, not just then, but throughout this, I mean, now 14 years later? Um, well, then whenever he told me, I didn't really handle it because I didn't take him very seriously. Like, you know, when you're in church and the pastor gets riled up, you know, you just expect it. You, you let it go through its motions and that's it. Yeah. But, um, I think as time went on and I started to like, oh, I have a voice. So I can write. Um, I started to feel a little bit of pressure. Like, okay, I need to fulfill this destiny that's over my life. But right. also in the same hand, I just fell in love with it more naturally. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it was a process, should I say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we talked a little bit about who you are, where you come from, your experience, um, and also like kind of the envisionment that this preacher has laid on you. Um, mm -hmm. So tell me then how has all this kind of affected your music and in three words then how would you describe like your sound um so wait so just to get it right <laughs> so you're asking how has that event affected my music right mm -hmm. yeah okay. um i think at first that pressure of having to live up to that standard mm -hmm. kind of affected the way that I wrote. Like I was always writing from the perspective of others. Like, how is this person going to hear this? How is this going to be perceived? And also I have a very Christian background. So, right. you know, I was scared of disappointing family. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was an identity. I want to call it a crisis, but process. Yeah. Um, but as time went on, I came well, I became more unapologetic about my music, like, okay. especially as I started experiencing life, you know, we all experience life as we get older. So I just decided to be more honest, should I say. Um, and, and to what extent? Um, I think. Like you were, like, you weren't going to hold back, like, what you were feeling or what you thought, like, like, what you wanted to put into a song just because, like, how it was be perceived by others is that what you mean by honest yeah like okay. i didn't well i stopped caring about 
what others would think. Mm -hmm. And also, as I started finding myself more, wow, these motorcycles, like, really got to change. <laughs> I'll just wait for that to go away. Um, but, you know, I started being more honest and unapologetic. Um, dang, I totally forgot where I left off. Um, we were talking about how being, like, on, like, being honest and finally taking your music to, like, where you want it to be. And like how being like unapologetic and like kind of explain what 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 you meant by that. Yeah, um, I think that I didn't enjoy it when I was writing for others or singing what I thought others would like, and it it felt more like a job after a while. Right. Um, and then it's way harder to write like that, at least from my perspective. So. Whenever I started to be more honest, I started to enjoy it a lot more. Um, I started to feel more confident in the things that I was putting out. And I think that also develops my character a little bit. Okay. So then how would you then describe your sound in three words? I would say smooth, nostalgic, and pretty. And pretty? <laughs> See, I would, yeah. I would, I would take that pretty and turn that into powerful. Powerful. Oh, I like that. Okay, Be take that back. It's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> because and like this is we're jump we're jumping a little ahead, but like getting into uh, your song "Date Night," uh, which we'll play later uh, in the for the audience. But that's that's where I'm drawing that power from. Is just when I listen to that song, I I just I f I can like your voice is very moving. It's almost mm -hmm. like uh like a whitney houston like kind of like <laughs> i know like that's like yeah. it's, it's a very it's a very like thank you it's definitely but, a <laughs> um but no honestly that's like kind of like what i felt like when i was listening to that song date night was just like wow. i immediately got like locked into it just because of the beat and just like kind of like the 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 vibe that was like created around your voice like it was like every usually when I listen to music I like to focus on the beat and the feeling mm -hmm. of like the the background basically right because I think of like the of the of the artist's voice being uh the forefront you know what I mean mm -hmm. everything else is just kind of in the background but when I was listening to date night I was like I was immediately just drawn to the voice like I didn't I didn't really pay like the first couple times I listened I didn't even like listen to the beat or anything else that was going on in the background i was just like wow like this girl's 21 no fucking chance no chance. <laughs> thank you i appreciate that that's such a big compliment <laughs> ah you're more than welcome um but let's let's talk about uh the first song that we that we have queued up on deck uh is fuck you very much so uh let's play fuck you very much and then let's talk about it why you telling bitches to come over? Can't be what I'm seeing, can't be sober. Lot of me say you didn't lost your head, you didn't lost your head, you didn't lost your damn Oh, why you asking girls for naked pictures? Be you ain't thinking straight, you off to liquor. Four years down the train, you can't be serious. Don't know what you was thinking, shit, I Too much to handle, gonna overload. It's too 
apart Since you don't give a fuck I spend all my time and energy So it's fuck you very much Fuck you very much Yeah All right, so uh, Deja, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, "Fuck You Very Much" and uh, a little, just like kind of pick out a verse, uh, and let's just dive a little deeper into it. Okay. Um, so "Fuck You Very Much" was what can I even? I would call it a release. Okay. I would call it a release. Um, you know, I was in a relationship and that didn't end so well, and mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to release all the emotions that I was feeling and I was just like I'm gonna write a song about it and I didn't want it to just be like oh just fuck you like fuck you very much like so yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's about now uh what's like your favorite every I feel like every artist has like a favorite verse or maybe it might be the hook but like what's your favorite part of that song it might even be the title (laughs) (laughs) um my favorite part okay so it's the second verse uh do you want me to just say it or yeah sing it sing it say it however you however you want to present it go for it okay so the second verse is was it worth it you ain't worth it we ain't even get to scratch the surface i'm not going to the pen so i leave it to this pen vision blurred man my words it looked like curses and that like specific part was like oh my favorite <laughs> okay okay see like even there you get a little bit of that sense of powerfulness though oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> um so the next song we have queued up on deck is date night which i've already kind of talked a little bit about um so let's play date night and then uh let's dive in a little bit deeper into date night what do you say he told me put my favorite black dress on And underneath brown matching with the red dog I asked him, baby, where we going? Taking him to his favorite restaurant Body oil keep me glowing You know that when you see me make you lose control
Okay, so Deja, tell me, tell me a little bit about date night. Um, so date night is whenever I started to. How can I explain it? Date night is when I first started to step into, I guess, my sexuality, like my womanness. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like I just felt so. I guess sexy. So I wanted to make a song that made me feel sexy and made others feel sexy. Yeah. So that's pretty much what date night was about. You know, just enjoying your partner's um, energy, going on a date, having a good day. Yeah. And, you know, having a better day after. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I got a lot. I got a sense of like confidence, really, which in yes. the. Compared to your other your other songs that we've talked about and that are out there, um, with that sense of confidence being like really, to me is like what what was one of the bigger things I took away from it was like not only are you are you pr- like presenting a vibe that 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 you're over not like overly confident not in the sense of being cocky but mm-hmm. in the sense of I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. And like, I'm going to show you. And like at the, following that up with like the voice that was in the song that expresses your lyrics. I mean, I was really like that icing on the cake that like kind of really topped it off. And it was like, okay, like this is, like I said before, powerful. This is displaying, I know who I am. I'm confident with who I am. And if you don't like it, then fuck you. <laughs> very, <Exactly>. much. <laughs> very much very <laughs> much thank you i appreciate that i definitely think it was just like owning me and who i wanted to be so yeah right. um now how would you describe then your um your career so far like within the pittsburgh industry here um how would you attest to like pittsburgh's um like music scene um hmm. you find it to be like a very welcoming very supportive community it's or have you like received like some a little bit of like pushback i think it really depends because i think pittsburgh has its compartments of people like different groups of artists that know each other and they stay in that in that group or that compartment right um, I think it's very hard to venture and grow um, into like different, because I think of it like a tree and we're just like separate vines on the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be hard to reach everyone or to um, be accepted by everyone. Um, right. So I would say that's the only thing. Pittsburgh can be, um, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> can be very, uh gray i don't that doesn't make sense but very gray to where if you go to other places they're very supportive of one another they are aware of one another and um they always keep an air out but i think for here you know it's a little bit gray a little cloudy um more so close-minded so you're saying like if you it's a lot like more of okay, if I want to get somewhere, I have to do this. I can't really rely on anybody else. Yeah. 
Um, I think if the group that you're in or the compartment that you're a part of mm -hmm. is moving like that, then it would be easier. But I feel like for someone who's just starting music, doesn't really have a community of artists, yes, it could be like super hard. And you have to prove yourself, I feel like, to a higher extent here, should I say. Yeah. But I think that it's getting better and mm -hmm. that we're learning that if we one at a time start to support each other, even if it's like a share, a post, a feature for feature, then you know, it will make a very big impact. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, in terms of performances, obviously right now we're not performing anywhere. Um, unless you are gonna plan on doing like a virtual concert, like a, like the, like a Travis Scott um, anytime soon. But um, in past and looking towards the future, um, have you had the opportunity um, to perform anywhere? Um, or are you looking uh, to like move into that part in your career? Um, so since I was a part of so many programs, I definitely had a lot, will still have a lot of um, performance experience. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I think it's more new performing as a solo artist, but I've been doing it for about, I want to say two years. Um, but yeah, like, I think I really started to get into it, was that 2016 or 2015? And okay. I won a competition, uh, the first night competition. And that just like sparked it. And I just been performing ever since. Okay. Um, in terms of, so you, you mentioned you're at Point Park right now in, um, what was it, music? Was it music management? Entertainment en management. Entertainment management. Mm -hmm. um, what is so what's so obviously like there's people i mean people still go to school while trying to pursue a music career um what what's kind of like your goal behind uh this degree is it so you can get into a, a position where say like you do sign and everything you know you reach that level where you want to be is it so you can handle it and like have like be involved in like your process basically is that is that what the goal is um so the whole purpose behind like going for that major is really just for information uh the plan is to have enough knowledge to manage myself mm -hmm. um and then also past being an artist and all of that there um i really want to manage others you know have a record label more of the background positions so right. that um that degree will definitely put me in a better position after, you know, I'm done performing and, you know, retired, stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. It's like, so you're focusing on obviously what you want to do with music, but also thinking of, okay, now what's that, what's that life after like music hold for me? Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then kind of speaking on that, then what are, what are you working on right now uh, during this quarantine? Uh, like what, what, what music do we have coming up? Um, so I'm dropping an album on May 16th. I'm so excited. I'm dropping an album and it's called Flowers and Dopamine. And okay. it's a 12 song track album. And I'm just excited. Yeah. Ah, all, excited. All, all singles or any collaborations? Yeah. Um, they cools. I don't know if you know him, but he's mm -hmm. on the second song and then, um, Cordell, 
uh, he's a really good friend of mine. He's on, I want to say like the fifth song. Okay. But those are the only two features I have this time. Yeah. Are you big into features or do you like to kind of like focus more on just like yourself and your sound? Um, I think I focus on myself, like not unintentionally, should I say. Mm-hmm. Like, I always do that to where, like, I to finish it, I finish the song, I record it, I'm just like, oh, well, I got all these songs, I don't have any features. Um, I really want to feature with people. I'm yeah. definitely want to get into that. Um, but this one, I think because all of the songs are, like, personal in my journey and my experience over, like, the last two years. So yeah. I think that's why, like, I didn't really focus on features. Okay. I mean, hey, that makes, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, if the vision and the goal of this album is like to portray, you know, obviously like what you've been through, then uh, I do find it would be hard to kind of bring in other people and let them play with your, your dream and like your vision for how you want this piece to turn out. No, absolutely. Um, So the third song that we have queued up is (laughs) Friends with Benefits. Um, We've been friends for a while And you've been looking right I think it's about that time For us to cross that line Our little secret Nobody gotta know, no, no We'll take it nice and slow Nice and slow Together we make magic It's just about like that beginning stage when you're attracted to someone and um you know you feeling them they cool you cool and you're thinking about taking it further uh with this song there's this was like the least personal song to me okay to where i thought of something like oh this would be interesting to look can i talk to write about <laughs> and um so that's pretty much what i did i really liked the beat and the yeah. beat called Freaking Friends, I think. Okay. So I just took the friends and then just ran with it pretty much. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we got this new album coming out in eight days. Um, anything else? Like what, what what like what else you got coming up? Anything else? Um, so I'm doing a video with Wave Beast. I'm not sure if you know him. Yeah. But I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good friend of mine, and okay. we're supposed to be collabing. Well, I'm creative directing, he's actually directing, and we're collabing <laughs> on um, a video from the from the album, and it's called okay. Lovers. Um, yeah, I definitely plan to perform. Like, I miss performing so much, so right. that's on a radar, and definitely collabing. Like, I plan to do all collabs this summer. Mm-hmm. 
So really, it's just this whole situation holding you back, it sounds like. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I know for other artists, too. Yeah. Um, so my last question then for you is, what advice do you have um, for either yourself um, and for other artists during this time? Um, what have you found that's like kind of kept you going um, and like kept you in that like creative mood as we've talked uh, before the interview as this is like kind of a period where it's like, okay, like I can be lazy. It's, you know I mean? Like it's kind of given, given everybody an excuse to be lazy. How do you combat that? Um, like what words of advice do you have? Um, so I would say there was two. Uh, the first one is to be genuine. Mm -hmm. um, because I know whenever you're stuck in the house or you're not really experiencing anything, that it, it can become sort of a fog and you don't really know where you can find inspiration. But I think whenever you sit down to write a song, be genuine about whatever you want to say. Even if right. it is like some fun song that doesn't have a lot of meaning, just be genuine with it. Like if you um, don't really have anything to write about, be genuine about not having anything to write about. And, um, and also, um, then you're having a brain fart. <laughs> hey, when I do that. Um, but that also goes into the first one to, um, just write, like, don't expect anything. Don't have any expectations for yourself. Like, you know, you're going to write songs or have products that aren't going to be the best to your standards. But if you keep writing and be genuine with it, then it's going to be great. Um, the second thing is that, hmm, I think in this time period, especially to be intentional. And to be intentional with exactly what you want to do. So if you have a goal, like for me, if I'm um, releasing an album, be intentional in the way that you market, in the way that you plan out your time throughout the day, because um, you can really get ahead of yourself in this time, just like sleeping all day, eating all day, you know, make schedules for yourself, organize your plans, you know, stuff like that to where, you know, you're still getting work done even though you are in the house, like just be intentional with your time. Right. Absolutely. Well, those are great words of advice. Um, you. I thank you so much for stopping by the stoop today, even though it was virtually. Um, great. <laughs> please uh, give yourself a shout out. Uh, that way people know where to find you uh, on social media and find your music. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my Instagram is Deja Monet official. I'll spell that out for you guys. <laughs> J-A-H-M-O-N-E-A and then official. Um, so that's my Instagram. That's my main platform. You can follow me on Twitter. It's also Deja Monet official. And definitely go check out my YouTube at Deja Monet. And thank you. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again so much for stopping by the stoop. Um, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Again, everybody, Deja, new album coming out in eight days. Yep. Um, stay tuned, make sure to follow her on all of her social media platforms, um, for not only this upcoming album, but all upcoming music, um, videos and any events, um, in the near future. This is Meet from Stoop Kids in the 412. Just want to wish everybody a great day and a happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there as well. Yep. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs>
Stoop Kids 412 Stoop Kids 412